Obviously, I want you to have the successful thriving business. But what if I told you you shouldn't avoid failure and that's actually the key to creating big success in your business? That running at failure actually moves you forward faster. Yep, that's the mindset shift we're dishing out in today's episode. And while it's one of the hardest things for your brain to get on board with, we have a feeling today's conversation is going to seriously help. If you're someone who has hesitated to show up and sell for fear of failing or looking silly, then the mindset shift we dish out in today's episode is exactly what you need to hear to shift that and to start failing faster so you can reach big success of your own. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Elise Daniel. Elise is a badass business mentor and mindset coach whose obsession is helping you create a wildly purposeful and profitable business that actually feels fun to run, fits your unique lifestyle and desires, and supports you with the finances, freedom, and fulfillment you deserve. She's an expert at supporting you to start, grow, and scale businesses that defy the rules of marketing and logic. Elisa's clients are leaders in their varying fields and have been known to go from zero to six figures in under six months. Creating multiple six-figure businesses whilst working part-time and scale their businesses whilst being present parents and friends, all whilst living their best damn lives. Elise, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Amanda. I'm so excited to get to speak with you and dive into this topic. It's going to be so fun. Yay! I am so pumped. So I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it. Absolutely. So it was such a long and windy path to get where I am today, but it's so, it's one of those things that in hindsight, it just makes so much sense, right? And so I guess looking back, it makes so much sense of what led me here, but I never really started business with like the huge desire to teach about business. If you had asked me, (laughs) if you'd asked me like 10 years ago, even like, Hey, Lise, you're gonna, you know, what do you think about running your own business? Consulting, coaching, mentoring kind of thing. I'd be like, you're crazy. That's not me. That's so not what I'm all about. And so it's been, really something I've, I don't want to say fallen into, but like every little nudge that always came my way really led me to where I am. And I think that's sometimes really important to kind of say, because I think, especially if we're new in business and we're just diving in, we kind of almost expect to know exactly what everything is going to look like in like 
12 months time or like, what am I doing forever? And like, that's just never like thinking of it that way has never served me. And that's going to tie in with a lot of what we're going to talk about today. So I just wanted to give that little backstory there. But essentially I always knew that I wasn't really cut out for corporate and just needing to ask for time off. I live overseas from where all of my family was. And so it was just always super important to me to not be super tied down (laughs) with like time off, a physical business, any of those things. And so I really knew I wanted to move into the online space pretty early on in my entrepreneurial journey, we could say. So first business was like quitting my job, delving into teaching yoga full time. So many opportunities came up for me to like open up a studio or do something like that. And I just was such a hard no to it because I did not want a physical business in any way, shape or form. I had a background in psychology from uni. I studied, you know, I I then worked in like marketing and PR, absolutely hated it. Then I went into nutrition. And so I just kind of kept following these little nudges of like, what can I really leverage? What are my skills? And what do I really want to delve into? So the first business was nutrition. And I loved the coaching aspect of it. I loved the mindset aspect of it. And I learned really quickly that what was so much more valuable to my clients was not the prescription of like, you need to do this and this is what you have to do or like the strategy essentially. And it had everything to do with how they were thinking about it and the choices they were making and what was really going to create sustainability for their actions and their choices to get them more of what they wanted. And so I became very obsessed with mindset. And the deeper I delved into the mindset, the more I didn't enjoy talking about the food. (laughs) So long story short, I had a bit of a come to Jesus moment on a bit of a trip away. And I was like, this is just not, it just doesn't feel right. It's feeling not even just hard because I'm not really afraid of hard. It just felt not right. Like things felt like they weren't right. There's just no other way I can kind of explain it. And so I had poured a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of energy into the business. And I came back from our trip and I was like, I'm shutting it down. So I literally fired my clients, closed down my membership, took down the website probably within four hours. (laughs) Yeah. I take action very quickly when something, (laughs) it was like a bit of a light switch moment. I was like, not this. I just knew not that. And so what I kind of really started to discover there, I was like, I just want everyone to see all of the mistakes I've made (laughs) and really like understand deeply what the needle movers are, because I know so many people are like me and what we think are the needle movers are absolutely not the needle movers. Mm. And at that stage, I'd been doing the nutrition for quite a while. And I had a lot of clients from that I was working with on a you know, nutrition level start to want to build their own businesses. And they were asking me questions and, you know, things. And I was like, I know the answers to this. This is so interesting. And so after a lot of mindset work, I had to just give myself permission to go deep on being like, I want to do mindset coaching. I want to do business coaching. I want to like really support people to just, it's just so much easier than we're all making it (laughs) in terms of getting the business off the ground and signing the first clients. And so that was really my very, I just got really anchored on that main focus. So I literally opened up a Facebook group, probably had like 20 people in, did a free training, signed a few clients. And then I booked myself out very, very quickly and scaled to 
I think my first 10K month, if we're talking sales, I think it was six weeks and then cash, it was like 12. Um, And then it's kind of grown from there. So long story short, all of that to say that I am just the kind of person who like, once I know something, I can't unknow it and I need to tell every (laughs) single person about it. Yeah, And so that was such the driver of me doing this work because I was sick of seeing so many incredible women in such needed industries. And, you know, I came from a big health industry who just had really shitty mindsets around money, really shitty beliefs around, I love this, so I can't charge a lot of money for it. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just what I love to do and not treating it like a business. And so that became my absolute passion. And here we are today. <laughs> Such oh a long-winded story around that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I loved it. I actually think having that context is so incredibly helpful because I think a lot of times when we have conversations like these, it's kind of like people just arrived at the 10K month when they like came out of the womb. It was like, totally. that was 100%. it. 100%. And like, yeah. almost like the, sto- the story starts there. And I think yeah. the more that we can hear the backstory or like hear how it came to be, because I mean, I love that you shared that this wasn't your first business. This like wasn't the first thing you tried. And I think that's so valuable because I see so many entrepreneurs making themselves wrong for the business that didn't work out or the business that wasn't their thing and how much they invested in that and time and money and all of that. And if we can see that as a step on the journey and not make ourselves wrong for it, then like the next thing just evolves with a lot more ease rather than being like, I can't trust myself to invest again, or I can't trust myself to build this thing. Like there's so many stories from a mindset perspective that can absolutely pop up there. So I just so appreciate the context that you gave and how much you shared there. Good. I'm glad that was helpful. And that's exactly it. Like that's so the point of this episode today, right? Is that I could have decided I failed. I'm not cut out for this. And that would have been it. And I wouldn't be here today. And like, that's just a very, it's almost like that sliding doors moment. It totally, I mean, I'm very stubborn. And so I, that just wouldn't <laughs> have happened for me. <laughs> Because I was like, it is not an option to have like a a regular job. But that's, it is sometimes, I think sometimes it's helpful to hear that like option A, option B are equal possibilities. We really get to choose what it is we decide to make it mean and where we go from there. Yes. So another thing that I love about your story that you've shared in your Facebook group is about how you got to part-time jobs when you decided to make this pivot. Am I getting that correct? A hundred percent. Yeah. So can you tell us a little more about that? Because one of the things that I see happens so much in this online space is we decide that we're going all in on the business. And we think that means we basically have to like pull the rug out from under Burn every feet. bridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that would just be really helpful for people to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So when I decided to basically burn my business down to the ground. <laughs> I had it I had been in it for close to 3 years like now in hindsight I had thought I'd been really doing it for 3 years. I've been half-assing it for about half that time and you know working on the website for ages and just spending a lot of time and resources on stuff that wasn't going to move the needle forward at all, but I thought I was doing it's like that safe comfortable action, right? Totally. So 
I thought I was really working it, but I wasn't <laughs> in hindsight. Um, and so I had spent a lot of money on the business. I had invested well over, oh my goodness, I've added it up before. I think it was close to 50K all up from co- like group programs, um, some coaching, like larger, you know, business courses, you know, larger kind of coaching programs, all of that kind of stuff, the website, the business. I mean, I did most things myself, but still I spent a fair bit of money investing in it. And so Mm -hmm. I had debt from the business. I had about 10 K of credit card debt. And I am so proud of myself again, because like, geez, like it just would have been so easy to be like, look, I am so irresponsible. I should never have done that. It's like, I can't do anything else until I get out of this debt or I, you know, like, I think that's where our brains would want to naturally go. And again, I was just unavailable for that. So I really knew I was like, okay, well, I can, you know, use all of that as evidence that I'm shit at this (laughs) and that I'm not going to be able to make it work. Or I can really get you know, logical about this and look at like, okay, well, why were those pieces not working? And at that stage, it, especially I think, cause I shut everything down. It just felt so clear of like, well, of course it didn't fucking work. Like <laughs> here's some of the main things that I really see to be a pattern that are really going to support me going forward. And I knew one of those things was going to be investing in a much higher level um, with one-on-one support. And so I was just unavailable to keep doing the thing of like figuring it out on my own. I knew my mindset needed support. I knew I just wanted to, I knew my time was worth more than just spending another three years trying to figure this shit out. And I had a really good feeling. I was just in that come to Jesus moment. I'm like, this is going to work. Like I just have a feeling this is what I meant to do. And this is my thing. And so if I believe that, if I'm really going to, you know, say, Elise, I believe I can hit 10K months pretty damn quickly. Well, of course I would invest. And of course I would like take those actions, but I had no money. (laughs) I literally had spent all of my savings. I didn't like literally even use, we've gotten married just, I think the summer before I'd used our wedding money for the business. Like I was getting scrappy and just using all of the things. My husband is just the best and so supportive in all of the ways. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, well, it's not an option to just keep going down this pathway because that's obviously not working. So we need to change something if I want to do something different. And so I knew I needed to, I wanted to invest in high level support as soon as possible. And that was going to be at least another you know, 10, 15, even 20 K. And I was already 10 K in the hole. So it really came out of uh, that side of it. But also knowing that like I had done the whole, let's quit my job and go all in on the business before. And that did not serve me in the least. It put so much pressure on me. I knew my mindset did not work great in that pattern. <laughs> and so I knew I had to do something different and at least figure out a way to pay my mortgage. So I got two part-time jobs. I had not been employed for at least, oh my God, five years at this stage. Cause I had been teaching yoga and doing the nutrition stuff. And that was very much like a, um, I was operating as like a contractor, sole trader, all of those things. And so I was very, I didn't really have a resume cause I'd been out of the workforce for like five years. <laughs> yeah. So it just, I got really resourceful and, you know, 
tidied up the resume, made it look all sick. And I got two jobs that I could work from at home. So it worked out perfectly. Cool. Um, it, it was stuff I hated for sure. But like, I was really in the mindset of like, well, this is my investor. Like if I am really serious about this, which I am, and if I just burnt my business down, like what the fuck do I have to lose? I have to really like pull out all of my resources, get really locked in on the possibility and really be willing to back myself here. And so got two part-time jobs you know, did that in the background while it was kind of just getting the Facebook group off the ground. And then I really quickly started to sign clients. And I think I'd signed one. And then I was like, that's it. We're, we're hiring support. This is proof that I'm going to be able to continue to sign more and more and more. And that was such a mindset shift too. Because I think previous Elise's mindset around that was like, but what if it was a fluke? What if I can't yeah, do it again? Yeah. How did I do it? What if yeah. no one... Like all of the things. And I was just so rock solid on, no, this is absolute 100% evidence that like it's working. I can do it again. I just did it. And so I can trust that more income is going to come. And so it's interesting because looking back, I'm like, fuck, that was risky. Because <laughs> I did not have the money. You know, I... I Paid for the first month, had no idea how I was going to pay for the second. I still had credit card debt. And there's just so, I could have found so many reasons to not go ahead. And instead, I just really focused on the possibility. And it just served me so well. And in, in, in not only the growth of my business, but in really being able to trust myself and trust my decisions. And also just really not be afraid of fucking it up, essentially, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. That is quite the story. (laughs) I am just very impressed. And as I was listening to you talk, I was like, holy shit, her mindset is on lock here during those investments, during that transition, during that like time of doing shit you really, it sounds like didn't want to do, which is totally fair. But Mm. I think that's so helpful because Like you totally could have made yourself wrong for that. Like that would have been so freaking easy to be like, look, this is evidence. This isn't working. I have these shitty jobs I hate. Like look at how far away from like I am from where I want to go. Right. And I am just like blown away when we say mindset is the thing. Like this is what we mean. This is how the way you think about things truly makes a difference in the actions you're taking because Mm -hmm. you just had the mindset to take more of the right actions in your business because you knew the business was going to be successful. You had that on lock and just continued to take action from that place. So that's the part of your story that like totally blows me away because I know how difficult that is to like keep that on lock, right? Real hard. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's important to say that. So I love that you're pointing that out because I think it can feel like, oh, that was easy. No, it wasn't easy at all. I had to work really fucking hard on that every single day. And it's not like I didn't have beliefs that popped up that was like, have you lost the plot? Like, are we, do we need an intervention here in terms of like, like I'm sure if my family knew what I was doing, they'd be like, okay, 
she's reached a new level of recklessness and we have to have an intervention because she's about to like burn her finances to the ground. And I give my husband so much credit, especially in hindsight. I was like, fuck, like that's impressive. Right? Because <laughs> it'd be so easy to be like, okay, like, are we sure this is a good yeah. idea sort of thing? But he was just so incredibly supportive. And um, I think it helps that my certainty was there. And I think that helps, you know, not always, but I think sometimes that helps other people in your immediate realm be like, all right, well, you're certain. So like, it's okay. This sounds like a, you know, keep doing what you're doing sort of thing. But yeah, thank you. I think it's, um, it was, it's, it's impressive to me even looking back. Cause I was like, holy shit, like that would have been very easy not to do. <laughs> Totally. Totally. Okay. So next thing I want to chat about, I know your podcast is all about things you didn't do. And I think that's such an interesting angle to take when it comes to really looking at business from a perspective of like all the shit you don't have to do to grow. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so amazing. So I want to dive in. Is there like one specific mindset shift you can think about like from that angle of like things you didn't do that really helped you to grow your business, helps your clients to grow their businesses and really get those incredible results? Yeah. So very much not avoiding failure is, I know it's a little bit of a double negative, but I think the easiest, the easiest thing in the world, and we're so conditioned to this in our lives. I have a gorgeous story about one of my best friends and her dad and a little mindset perspective on this too, that I'll share in a minute, but I just didn't avoid more failure. I really think that, you know, having achieved (laughs) what is often seen as like the ultimate failure by like going all in, I'm using a lot of air quotes here, (laughs) going all in on the business, having it not work the way I wanted it to and closing it down. That's like the thing that most of us totally think like, what's the worst thing that could happen? That, right? And so I actually think that served me in such a big way starting this business because I literally had the mindset of like, well, I've already done the thing that like we're all avoiding and trying not to do. So like, what do I have to lose? Literally nothing. And that just served me so well because I really use that as almost a litmus test for every decision I made. And not only was it that I had kind of experienced, you know, the ultimate failure. And so I wasn't afraid of it anymore. I really saw the benefit of that. And I saw how much that served me and my mindset to not hold back and to really focus on all of the possibilities rather than all of the what ifs, because it's possible, right? But like, when we we're kind of at that crossroads, it's like, okay, well, I can avoid all of the ways this isn't going to work. And that's how we so keep ourselves stuck and small and we don't learn and we don't figure out how to overcome challenges. Or I can just like run at it and really like just do the thing that I'm feeling called to do, really like follow the things that I think are going to be my next step. I don't know if it's the right thing, but like the only way I'm going to figure that out in entrepreneurship is just by trying it. So we just empower ourselves so much more to move faster, to really like embody what I think is so much of the entrepreneurial CEO mindset of like, you're going to fail. You're going to fail a lot of times. You're going to like 
a lot of things aren't going to work. You're going to encounter a lot of problems. There's going to be a lot of challenges. Everyone's like, oh, yay, can't wait to (laughs) go in business. But it's just like the truth that I think we don't hear enough. And I think we don't hear it enough because people think it's a bad thing. And I actually Mm -hmm. don't think it's a bad thing. I think it helps us become better thinkers. I think it helps us to master our mindsets and entirely new levels. And it really makes us so unstoppable because we just don't hold back. So yeah, I think for me and what I see to be so true for my clients too is like in the line of the things we didn't do, like we don't avoid failure. We don't try to, you know, protect ourselves from looking stupid or falling flat on our faces or doing something and not having it work out the exact way we want it to. And do we do that perfectly all the time? No, of course not, because we're all humans. But the the process of learning how to show up in that energy and that mindset is exactly what I see to be such a predicator of like huge results. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, again, am obsessed with this conversation because I yeah. think And yet another reason it feels so heavy and hard when those challenges hit is because of this, this conversation just isn't had. It's like only the highlight reel, only the big launch, only the thing that went well. And look, I, I totally get that. Like Mm -hmm. not everyone wants to go out, yeah, go out and share their dirty laundry on the internet. I get it. But I think there is an element of like, realness to the conversation where if we can just kind of level set there and say, Hey, every entrepreneur has had challenges across the board. Oh my God. And this is not like something that you are doing wrong. This is not something you fucked up. This is not something that like, like hasn't happened to anyone else. Like this is literally something that we are all experiencing at some point or another to varying degrees. Mm -hmm. But like, no, no one escapes it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And no matter what stage of business too, I think there's like, I know for me, for sure, I had this concept of like, well, once I hit 10K months, I mean, my my problems are solved. I'm basically going to walk out of bed and have unicorns and rainbows and like, like everything. And I'm, I really did think that I would just have it all figured out. And then it would just be smooth sailing to an extent from there. And like, don't get me wrong. It's great to have that level of income and revenue coming into the business because that definitely helps you in a lot of ways. But like there are huge challenges at every stage of business and, and (laughs) good news, bad news. I think sometimes it's like, it can be harder the bigger your business grows because you have more responsibility, you have more visibility. Like there's just so many other things that come with that too. And I think it's so important to just know that early on so we can see how important this is to really delve into ASAP. (laughs) Totally. And when you said the thing about 10K months, I was like, yes, in my brain, I couldn't like articulate it before then. But in my brain, and I really thought it was like business nirvana. Like yes, you just 100%. Like never had anything. Like you just knew everything was unlocked from that point forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I like laugh now thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> I know. That's what you said. That like sometimes it actually does get harder. But I think what I also want to say on the flip side of that is like your nervous system can also handle more than it could in oh the my beginning, God, yes. which makes such a difference too. So like the no-show that would totally freak yes. me the F out early on in business. Yes. 
sales calls and whatever is just like a cool send a follow-up email. Like it, it doesn't 100%. feel the same intensity that it did back then. So Absolutely. yes, the challenges look completely different, but I think you just can handle more too. So it's kind of like a good news, bad news situation there, <laughs> which yeah. I think is your capacity. Totally. Your capacity expands exponentially with exactly what you said. That was such a good example. Cause it's like the little things you're just like, Oh, that's just a Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not a big deal, but it's only through experiencing those things that we get to feel that way, which I think we forget, right? Like we think that like, you know, like I remember the first time I had a really not lovely client (laughs) and like just had a bad experience with that. And I was like, oh, well, like nothing bad actually happened from this. Like I actually, you know, it all worked out in the end and like, but like before that would have been something that I would have been like, oh God, we got to avoid this at all costs. And like, we got to, and I think we do lots of little things. Like we got to put lots of you know, blocks in between me and exactly in the client, just in case someone slips through. And so such a good example in the sense of seeing that like, yeah, the stuff that we maybe were like, oh, that would be the worst thing ever. The more we can kind of be like, it's okay if that happens. And that's actually what gives me the capacity and the mindset to really hold it and not be so affected by it is so what allows us to expand bigger, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. I'm so curious. How have you seen this show up for your clients? Because I know that sometimes we talk about that like higher level of not Mm -hmm. being afraid of failing, but I mean, I know that our brain's main job is to keep us safe and comfortable, right? So like, that's kind of what we're up against here. Yeah, And I'm just so curious to hear like how that has shown up in a more practical way in your work with clients and really just running at the thing and how, how that actually helps them to expand into that next level. Yeah. Good question. So I'll, I'll, I'll use a couple of examples because I think it just looks very different. So I think what I see to be really true is that we all have our own flavor or like way that this plays out for ourselves, right? Which I think is why a support is so incredible and like absolutely mind support is essential because it's exactly what you said. It is so covert sometimes. Like our brains are just always going to filter for this. So it is sometimes really hard to see it for ourselves when it's playing out, right? And so what I see to be true is that a lot of clients have different things or triggers or whatever we want to call it that really like brings that up for them. Sometimes it's pressure. That was totally a thing for me. That was a really big reason why I got the um, two part-time jobs because I knew that that would totally be the trigger for my brain. But I'll just give a really simple example. So I think, you know, let's say I've had seen this happen lots of times with clients and my mastermind specifically, we're wanting to sign clients, but we are afraid of looking stupid. I think there's this like insane thing in the online space at the moment that like, we want to make sales, but we don't want to look like we're selling or that we have open spots. Oh my gosh. Preach. Like this is the thing. It drives me absolutely batshit crazy because like- your job is to sell. That's your job as a business owner. Every business owner in the world needs to sell. So we can't make that wrong because then you paint yourself in a corner and you've got nowhere to go and nowhere to win. So all of this to say that I feel like 
if you're newer in business, this feels like an extra pressury thing where I think it's always challenging to sell. 100% get that. I remember that feeling so uncomfortable and hard for me. But with the recent trend of it looking extra uncool to have like spots available, it's it's gonna it's a little bit harder to give you guys some credit if you're feeling that way. So yeah, just a couple examples I can think of with clients is you know feeling like people are judging them for having spots or thinking that like people are going to be like, oh, you're not very good if you've got spots or time or like if you're, you know, doing a free call or a connection call or you're, you know, really open and available to build relationships. And it's just like so wild to me because that's like absolutely your leverage point as an early stage business is to like, you can, you have way more space than I do to create deeper relationships with your audience. Like that is so the thing that got me clients so quickly was that I literally made it my job to serve my people, coach them for free, help them as much as I could literally make the Facebook group as valuable as I possibly can. And that's exactly why I sign clients so quickly. So um, I think a really big way, you know, this pops up is us thinking that like, well, I'm going to look stupid or people are going to judge me or people are going to think I'm not very good if I've got time and space to build relationships. Whereas it's completely the opposite from your people's perspective, right? Like I ain't hiring someone if I think they don't give a shit about me. Like who's going to do that? No one's going to do that. Like if I don't think you actually care about me and are willing to show how you can help me in a pretty big way, I'm probably not going to spend thousands of dollars on your program, you know? Um, So I think that's like a bit of a general example, but something that I think is just so common right now in terms of how looking stupid or being afraid of what people are going to think or failing by putting out a sales post and then doing another one, God forbid, like three days later, what will someone think? You know what I mean? Yes, totally. I mean, and I think that it's so interesting because I feel like that dialogue has gotten like so much more intense than I remember it being when I started. Like the dialogue of like how to sell without selling. I'm like, okay, but we have to stop making selling wrong. Like this this is not the problem. The problem is not that you're selling. The problem is that you feel bad that you're selling, you know? Yes, exactly. And And that you're shying away from it. Yes, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Selling is what makes business sustainable. Like if you look at every business, like every single business, like you would be hard pressed to find one that is not selling because that's how you continue to make money. So you continue to stay in business. (laughs) Yeah. And if you, like I challenge you to like, look, like look at the people you look up to or the people that are, you know, big in the industry, they're just probably selling more than you. Mm-hmm. They probably, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's just like the more you sell, the more sales you're going to make. So using that as like evidence permission is so powerful. And it's just one of those things that our brains get really locked in on like, well, I mean, of course you'd prefer for someone to just like DM you 50 times a day wanting to pay you money. And like, I you know, can that happen? Absolutely. You will, the more your business grows, the more you're going to get people just reaching out to you, but you got to be willing to like go first and you have to be willing to like, 
run at it in that way where you're not avoiding it. Because the only way that happens is because those people know you have something to sell. (laughs) Totally. Right. And and I think like there's almost this like rite of passage in the discomfort that comes with like not having the like, well, everyone's just clicking the link to buy kind of thing. Like, I think that that going first that you're mentioning and talking about here is so important because that's what what allows you to gain momentum. Like that's what gets your mindset on lock is you're like, well, I know that I did this when I like had zero testimonials, when I had like zero clients, right? And I showed Mm -hmm. up again and again and again. And that's how that built momentum. So if if Mm -hmm. you have that as your foundation and your starting point, like sales just gets easier and easier and easier the more you do it. But it's from that place of like, working through the initial discomfort to show up and do the thing. Yeah. And being completely willing to do, honestly, whatever it takes to make the sales. And I don't mean in a way where you just abandon your values and your integrity and, (laughs) you know, like your well-being. I don't mean that at all. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't mean that, but I do, like, I think because the brain is so clever and smart, it will convince you every step of the way that something that could be really beneficial to you making sales is a bad idea (laughs) or like a thing you shouldn't do, or it's going to make you look X, Y, Z. And it's 99.9% of the time bullshit. And exactly what you said, the more you can do the thing, the more confidence you're going to have, the more you're actually going to be able to create an impact. And I always look at it too, that like, wouldn't it be insane for me not to do what I'm telling my clients to do? Like that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. That makes no sense. If I would tell a client to, you know, for example, okay, cool. You know, they're trying to book a sales call and they've been promoting it for two weeks. Great. Well, like, how do we keep doing that? But do, how do we do it better? What, what are we noticing? What are the people hearing? Are we addressing objections? Are we going deep enough with nurturing? Like, there's just 50 million things that we can address there that are going to get you more of the result that you want. But if you're not willing to look at that, you're never going to get better at it. Yes. Oh, so And then we true. keep ourselves stuck, right? And, and really disempowered with like, why isn't it working? Well, <laughs> I get it. You know, I get that it can feel so frustrating and so hard, but your power is in really getting like clear at seeing that like, okay, well, like, oh my gosh, I have a great example of this. So I had a client in my mastermind and she um, was like, why is no one booking in a call? Like we're getting great signups to this thing. And, you know, it all looked like it should be working and it just wasn't. And I was like, so interested. And I was like, okay, well, like walk me through what happens when they sign up for this freebie. And she's like, okay, well, they get put on the email list and then they, um, they get an email a couple days later and they have to watch a video. And then after they watch the video, then they're linked to this thing and they have to apply. And I was like, why (laughs) do we have 17 steps involved in them booking the thing? Because that sounds like it just took you five minutes to like relay that to me. So like, that feels like a lot of work. Yeah. And she's like, oh fuck. Like I just did not, her brain had just convinced her that like, it was a safety thing, right? It was definitely a thing of like, well, that feels too vulnerable or like, I want to make sure I don't take on draining clients or like whatever those, those beliefs and stories are, Mm -hmm. which like, 
it's not that those aren't valid, but it's also entrusting ourselves that we can like figure it out and handle it at all of those stages to not make it take 17 steps for someone to book in a call with you. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I have a feeling so many people listening to this are like, oh, so I should go remove those 47 automations. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And like, it, it feels like, oh no, this is how... I save time. Like our brains are just so good at being like, oh no, like that's me just like automating things or like there's just a million things our brains can come up with there. And it's like, no, that's like you creating 17 walls of safety between you actually speaking to a potential client. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so true and so good. Such right. a valuable nugget. Yeah. Embodying your best six-figure CEO self isn't something that happens after the money rolls in. In fact, it's the foundation you lay now so the money can come rolling in. That's exactly why I created the Embodied CEO Intensive. Because honestly, if you aren't landing the clients or making the money you want, then your sales mindset has everything to do with that. Together, we'll do a deep dive on your sales mindset and identify your blind spots so we can get to the root of what's really holding you back from getting consistent clients in your business and building the six-figure business you desire. Not only that, but we'll create an action plan to get you there. You'll walk away with massive clarity, a deeper understanding of yourself and your patterns, and the right sales mindset to take more of the right actions to close sales with ease. It's time to embody that next level, and I'm here to help you turn that dream into the reality. Learn more about this intensive and book your complimentary call at amandajoyceweber.com slash embodiedintensive. So I know you mentioned earlier in the episode, you said, and I have a really lovely story about a friend of mine, which I'll tell in a second. And I don't think we actually got the story. So I want to be okay. sure we close the loop on that. Yeah. So it was just like the most beautiful advice and like way to really train our brains that I thought was just like the the smartest thing to do. And not surprisingly, she's a wildly successful entrepreneur. Um, she's one of my best friends. She's actually one of the clients I've worked with that went from literally zero business and doubled her income every month to scale to six figures in six months. But wow. every day at dinner, her dad, who was also a business owner, would sit her down and ask her what she failed at today. And I'm like, oh, I love him so much. He's he's passed. But um, I was like, what an incredible tool to give children to like really start to de yeah. desensitize, but like take down the charge around that being a bad thing and actually being an, a thing that's encouraged and that we get to learn from so we can like constantly challenge ourselves and really push ourselves to fail more and do more things and also really see that like so he would ask her what did you fail at today and what did you learn and I was like oh that's just like the best thing so I highly encourage my clients to look at that and ask themselves daily like what did I fail at and like what did I learn and like how do I see that as such a predicator of me moving closer towards what I want versus it being this huge thing that is like bad and wrong and shouldn't have happened and I need to avoid at all costs. Oh, so good. All right, everyone, everyone write those questions down. If you're driving, do a little voice memo, save for later. (laughs) But, But that is so valuable and like just such a good way to prompt yourself because I think a lot of times 
with mindset work, it can be a struggle to even know like, well, what do I dive into here? Like, how do I even start with this? And I think that's an incredible set of questions to ask yourself to really dive into the mindset work there. So love that so much. So Elise, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? Yeah. So Instagram is one of the places I tend to hang out a lot. So you can find me at Elise underscore Danielle underscore on Instagram. Um, I also have the podcast, Things We Didn't Do on iTunes. You can search it um, full of lots of beautiful nuggets around how to not feel like you have to do all of the things to be able to create the results that you want. And also really a huge intention of that podcast was to help you really look at things differently. Because I think our power as entrepreneurs is really to flip some things on its head and really look at it from a different angle. And really that practice of just doing that serves us so much in solving problems and being really innovative, all of the things. Um, and then my Facebook group is a great place to be able to hang out, get access to lots of free trainings. That's the Purpose Driven Badass Entrepreneur on Facebook. Yeah, so good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. There were so many amazing nuggets in here that I just appreciate so, so much. And yeah, you guys heard it. Go follow her all the places, check out the things. I'm hanging out in her Facebook group, so you'll see me there. And it's just an amazing place to be. Thanks, lovely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, Sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. And so... (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) I totally get it. This little guy, he is such a jerk. Um, 